Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Welcome to Wheelmen of Genius. I don't think I ever get to do the intro, so welcome to Wheelmen of Genius with Matt and Bailey. Matt and Bailey, huh? Yeah. You took that opportunity, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, I did. It, I, I liked it. It was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that was all right. That yeah. was all right. It rolls off the tongue it's a little light, bit better. Light. Well, I'm first because I'm sitting on the left. You read from left to right, unless of course you're watching the podcast. Yeah, because we've we've put and up the a video over there. We put up a video relatively recently. Yeah, I know. We got to get back to that. I've been wanting to. I've been saving up some money. I'm going to invest in some new cameras. I don't know if I've said that on here. I probably have like a million times. But we're going to get some new cameras, uh, some new lighting. We're going to get some. No more, no more one one angle podcast. I'm trying to be like a, a professional podcast. Do you want to be one of those like weirdos that have it like back, like almost behind the person? No, that would be terrible. That'd be unfair. People do that. Yeah, that almost seems like an an invasion. Like where of they privacy. do like the back corner view, or like the the front camera is right there. So if we're on a clock, right, right, it's at twelve o'clock. So you want to be looking over there, but they shoulder? have no. But they have a camera at like nine thirty. Well, there's got to be someone, like, on the other side of the person, then. I would hope. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know, man. What are we going to talk about this week? We had an off where I had an off week. I guess you you traveled. I traveled. I went to mid-Ohio. Mid-Ohio. Long lost track of the Xfinity series. Yeah. Um. Got to say, not really impressed. That's my first time there. It's a neat racetrack. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's a neat racetrack, but... They have done absolutely nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, to make that track better. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the wooden garages, though. There were so many bees. Oh, really? See, yeah. I was never... When we went, we didn't have practice or anything, so we didn't even use the garages, but they were there, and they looked cool. Yeah, we were there all weekend, and I talked with our driver, who I'm just not going to say. Great, great guy. But he said, like, the owner of Mid-Ohio... Mm-hmm. I guess is supposed to be really good friends with Jim France, who kind of runs NASCAR. Right. And allegedly Jim likes the racetrack, but they the owners haven't put any money back into the racetrack. Their one big upgrade the last couple of years is they painted the roofs of all the buildings. Nothing for the track, nothing for pit road, like not upgrading anything, uh, just painting the roofs. Huh. But I did hear, I don't know if I can break this news on here, but I hear IMSA's not going back to mid-Ohio. Really? Yeah. That kind of sucks. I feel like it wouldn't 
draw a huge crowd, and it's not a very populated area, so it's not like it's in literally in the middle of. It's nowhere. not like people are driving from far and wide to go to an IMSA race. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy it. I think I'm becoming more of an IMSA guy. That's because your job's easier as an IMSA guy. But I just the atmosphere, the wine and cheese club. I'm yeah. all about it. Now. Yeah, it is kind of neat. I'd like to. I'd really like to go run one of those cars one time, but. It's really nice. The whole mentality. I, I I guess it's probably on a team by team basis, but from working in NASCAR, everyone's just kind of always like angry or upset or like pissed. I'm not usually, from my understanding. It could just be where we are. In I the think garage. people just people just. A lot of people take it very seriously. A lot of people take themselves very seriously. And uh, yeah, we're at IMSA though, like. Everything's everybody's like chill. Fun. Everything's laid back. Everyone's having a good time. Sports cars. Yeah. It's cool. I get you. I got you. What did I do this weekend? You skateboarded. I did. I went and skated. Pretty fun. Got a little uh little little wound there, a little little scab on the elbow. Oh, just to show everybody that I still skateboard. No, nah, honestly, I nah. I got to the skate park. I do I have not skateboarded and Lord knows how long, but I was like, okay, I'm going. I used to ride because I actually, so my dad told me to say this because he was upset. I didn't mention it before, but my dad and I, we built a half pipe in my backyard when I was a little kid. Quarter pipe. No, this was a half pipe, dog. We had two sides of this thing. Oh, wow. And I skated on it quite a bit, and there was like a ramp, like a half pipe, mini ramp type deal there. A little bit bigger than the one I had, but I was like, oh, I guess I did that a lot. Drop in on that. Dropped in, like, did some little things, a little 50-50, came down, and then, like, I went to do something that I hadn't done in a long time, and I just slipped out straight to the elbow. Were there any witnesses? No, so that's the best thing about it. There was no one at the park whenever I was there. Oh, that's tragic. It sucked because I was by myself, but also, like, I was happy to get those first 15 minutes, like, out of the way, like, getting back into it uh, when no one was there, because I probably would look like a fool. Unbelievable. But then I was right on it. And my okay. AirPods were dead, which kind of bummed me out. I just and the good thing, about no one being there is I just put my phone there and played music out loud. Even That's though I probably nice. people probably would have enjoyed the vibes I was I was portraying out there. I don't think so. Just playing some uh some the newer generation rap music. Little 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 baby. Little uh, future. Things of that nature. Mm. You know what? What's your favorite rapper, Matt? Oh. If I had, like, a favorite rapper, this is me just stalling to even think of one. You don't listen to rap music at all? I listen to rap music, but I I don't have a favorite artist, I would say. You're like a, a Billboard Top 100 rap music kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not my, it's not my thing. You're not digging in the crates. You're not, you're not diving. I was into, a fan of, you know, The Chronic uh, growing up. Dr. Dre. Yeah. You did not grow up when that came out. Came out, did you? When I did was that come out in the nineties, I guess. Early two thousands. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was like yeah. two thousand, I think. Yeah. So I guess yeah, you're old enough for that. I mean, I, I know that, like, what eight years old, nine years eight, old, ten, ten, ten. Yeah, don't date me. Yeah, you're <laughs> rolling around, me. riding around, uh, and with your uh, iPod, listening to some. Doctor no, that would that'd be pre iPod. That would be uh, give a CD. That was a CD player. Era. Dang! Did you have the like the crazy over the ear headphones? I had the like uh, the small ones. I no, I had the the behind the 
the head ones, you know. Oh, yeah, I don't even know about those. Yeah. That sounds like some, like... They sat, like... Because I have a really fucked up ear. Um, It kind of sat funky on my head. Oh. So I looked like a goober with them. But, huh. yeah, that was back in the days where, like, you had to... Are you aware of what burning CDs are? Yeah. Okay. So you're not that young. Kids these days have no idea what burning CDs are. I'll be honest, are. so, like... Well, I guess burning CDs, that's where you copy one, right? And you like make another one, like you get like, you get a blank CD, and then you copy the normal CD, right? Bruh, that's not even close. Really? What is it? Oh my goodness! You make me feel. So I've heard that. I heard. I remember my older cousins talking about the age gap CDs. between us is not even that. Yeah, big. but a lot happened in that in that time. Yeah, I'm more of the tran. I'm more. You're more of the iPod. In a in above area, like you always had cell phones, right? Matt's a, a Facebook uh, meme guy. Like if he sees a funny minion meme, he thinks that's funny. Yeah, but but I'm more of the transitionary period between mm-hmm. analog to digital. Right. Uh, burning a CD. Or are you familiar with LimeWire and FrostWire and all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. So what you do is you find your, you type in your songs. On LimeWire, right? Oh, so you're just downloading songs onto a CD. Well, you're downloading them to a playlist, and then you burn them to a CD. What does a burning mean? Does that mean you just put the CD, like if you have a so CD you put and you the drag CD, the file? Like, okay, so a blank CD, right? Uh-huh. What you do is you make your playlist. You put the blank CD in the computer, in the CD-ROM area, mm-hmm. right? You push it in, and you basically copy that playlist onto this the disc so that it... In the in the computer will burn the CD. Okay, I see. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So just think it's like digital sure you're making it like it's like making a mixtape. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a mixtape, but it's not a tape, but yeah. Right. So like you, in my day and age, like you'd have fifty or sixty, you'd have a full book of what you'd consider ten to twelve song playlists. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I kind of wish CDs, the thing I don't like, new cars these days don't have CD players. I have a bunch of CDs. I have a, a few uh, DJ Screw chapters, um, some Fat Pat. I have this one uh, CD I got in Daytona. It's a Wu-Tang live performance. I don't know where they were, but it's really good. I got this one CD. All, I got another CD from this place. It was supposed to be like Texas rap, and it is terrible. It's a bunch of people I never heard of, but the album cover looked really cool. But... The CD is terrible. But I've made like the a mixtape or, or burned a CD, I guess, as a joke. Like one time, like it was my buddy's birthday and I made him like a CD with like a handful of like Kid Rock songs and like just a bunch of goofy stuff on there. But it's fun. I, I, I kind of enjoy doing that. But yeah, I wish more cars had CD players because I have a bunch of them. Fat Pat since the great tapes. I have a... DJ Screw I mean, Chapter you could 13. just like upload those CDs on what though? To my iTunes. laptop, my laptop doesn't have a CD thing. You gotta get the extension for it. I guess so. Yeah, but it's just it's not the same. It's not the same as popping a CD in and listen listening. Like I wish I had one of those big books, but my truck doesn't have a a CD player. Or else I would get one and I would invest in more CDs. I like going to like record stores and stuff and digging through the CD section. It's kind of fun. You never know what you're going to get. I know. You just make me feel so old. 
I wish I had a record player too. I, I went through a phase at one point where I was like, I was so gung ho getting a record player. I could probably do it now. This was like because you got big time money now. Well, not I live by myself. Like this was like you know, when I was in high school. I was like, oh, I'm gonna save up like 500 bucks and I'm gonna buy a record player. Oh wow! You don't need five hundred dollars for a record well, player to get a nice stereo and everything to go with it. Record player probably costs like twenty bucks. No, they're kind of like to get a nice one. A, a what's it called? A Radio Technic or something like that. Okay, hundred bucks. They're nice. Like my buddy had one in college, and we like. Did you do the scratch? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We do some scratching, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you what we did some scratching. I had a buddy in high school who had the whole, the when, full turntable setup. Like when Darude was going wild. Darude Sandstorm. I mean, not even do like Sandstorm, just like Darude in general. I didn't see. I don't like, know a that single kind of other Darude electronica song. dubstep era. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 and he'd sit there, and I'd just sit there and watch, and he'd just be like into it, like flicking buttons and scratching and everything. I'm like, is this what life is going to be like? Do you remember the era on YouTube when like people say, "What song is this?" and every single every single video that someone asked what song it was. Darude Sandstorm was always the answer. Yeah. I started doing that for a little bit, too. Yeah, you were a commenter? It was a... No, I did it, like, two years ago. Like, if someone would ask what song it is, like, on Twitter, like, what songs would get me hyped up for a race? Darude Sandstorm. Which is probably true. I mean, it's still a banger to this day. That will go down in history. Sometimes, yeah, it's crazy how iconic it is, really. And for those who don't know, look it up. You'll know what it is. I mean, I remember hearing Darude Sandstorm the first time on Windows Media Player where it had, like, the aura. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I bet it was going crazy. It was... We just put it on the TV one night. Like, we weren't even... I wasn't even old enough to realize what was going on. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, hearing some songs when you were... Like, I was growing up whenever, like, Lil Wayne was, like, really putting out heat, and I didn't even realize it. Like Carter Three, yeah, that came out when I was like in middle school. That's what we were listening to. And and it's you like just your parents just let you have it. It's just like, damn, that's crazy. Now my mom used to get mad because I'd get some like crazy songs. I had some Three Six Mafia on my iPod when I was in like second grade. And she's like, <laughs> "What is this?" I'm like, "Mom, you don't understand. It's Juicy J." <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. So looking forward to this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's Texas. Tejas. Your home state. A fan favorite racetrack, to say the least. God, no. I hate Texas. I love it. All the tracks that most drivers don't like Texas, but I love Texas to drive. I hate Texas because I think I've told this story about 10 times on here. The staying there forever? Yeah. You can't let one bad experience ruin a place for you. I mean, I... If you go to McDonald's and they get your order wrong, you never going back? Possibly. False, dude. No, but I was on a Hendrick deal at that point. So, I mean, like, we stayed at, like, the nicest hotel, and it was, we were in COVID. So, I had, like, a whole suite to myself. That's kind of sick. But just sitting in a van for eight hours at a time. Yeah, that would suck. It was awful. Why did y'all do that? You had to. Because they could have started the race at any time. Because they were, for eight hours a day, they were trying to drive the track. Oh, really? Yeah. You wouldn't know because you left. That I did. Happily. Yeah. And I watched it on TV on Wednesday or whatever it was. That was awful. It was Wednesday, and then we raced again on Sunday. But we were doing that that year anyway. Yeah, but we we had slowed down home. from that. Yeah. We stopped doing that. I wasn't so... Yeah. I, why did those go... Yeah. I don't know why those went away. I kind of like those, you know? 
I kind of like the Wednesday races. Awful. I think truck races would be cool on Wednesdays. Just give us a little something. Didn't they? They tried that though, with Eldora. And I watched it every year. It was I mean, Thursday. Everyone did. Or no, that was Wednesday because like that was even earlier. Because I remember the truck race at Bristol used to be on Thursday. Yeah, and then the Xfinity race was on. Saturday. No, no, they they'd have a day that you didn't race. Oh, because getting all the stuff out and then yeah, going back in. One of my favorite videos every year is watching the truck drivers try to just gas it up to get over the berm at Bristol. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a tough one, dude. Getting in, getting out of there. It's a short. You gotta grab some gears. And real I feel quick. like they take the worst way possible. Yeah, straight up. No, they like come down the back straightaway and then turn. Why no, wouldn't you just go? No, they go straight up. They go through the infield, so they'll they'll start where the where they you know start, but they'll they'll do a lap of where the trucks are parked, like on not pit road but like behind the wall pit road. Yeah, they'll do a lap there to kind of gain a little bit of steam and then drive it straight up. Like they'll go past the care center and everything. Yeah, see, I've seen people do it where they. Go down the back straight. Like, they're on the back straightaway on the apron. Hang a right yeah. and go out the deal, which is like, insane to me. That's sketchy. I feel like you'd flip. But it is what it is. They're the professionals. Yeah. They are the professionals. You see Wilkes Burrows getting some work done? Cool. They got the, the lift working, I see, for Victory Lane. Awesome. Why are you so negative? You're I'm not negative. So negative. I'm You're not so negative. negative. I would just have rather have seen Fairgrounds be the one getting all the love. Why? I don't know. I've been to Fairgrounds Speedway. Fairgrounds is fully functional already. But it still needs a lot. Does it? It doesn't have safer barriers. It doesn't need safer barriers. It's got foam blocks that they just throw up in the corners. Those are annoying. I never, I've never. I, I take that back. I've never taken a part in a foam block uh, wall hit before. But I've seen them and I've seen the cleanup and like all it the foam going forever. everywhere. Yeah. It takes I, you don't even need like foam. You don't even need foam barriers, dude. Just let them hit the wall. Yeah, just why not? Real men hit concrete, you know. Oh yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Real men hit concrete. Yeah, I don't know. I think fairgrounds is just—it's got a better base. It has a better location, I guess. But there's also a track right there already in the super speedway, and they—they they just did a bunch of work. Yeah, but there. the super speedway's boring. Not really. It was in the past, but honestly, this past race. The past race weekend there, I thought was pretty exciting. And like calling that Nashville Super Speedway, that's not factual. It's like at least forty five minutes from Nashville. It's in Lebanon, right? Which is about forty five minutes from Nashville. Is it? Yeah. Is it that far? Yeah. How are people like going there? By like what? Like car and truck. But like people were like going downtown to party during the weekend, and it's like, brother, that is way too far away for me. Unless they're staying there, and then they're. I guess well, we stayed more, uh, like, probably on the other side of the racetrack from Nashville. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how some of these guys do it. They're just party animals. Yeah. And I don't even like... I've been down on, what is it, Broadway? Yeah. It's just too many people. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, but I, I don't know if that's like there's me. probably other spots around Nashville that are cool. I don't know if it's me being, like, a crotchety old man at this point, but, like, too many people, too loud... You have doing like it feels very touristy. Got, yeah, it's like Vegas East without the gambling, right? And it's like there's so much live music. I'm not usually a fan of live music. It can be hard. I mean, if you're not in the mood for it and you just want to talk, 
Right, because it's always so loud. Yeah. You know. There were some pretty good videos. I haven't had a... Com- nope, not that one. Complimented Captain... Complaino. I just like to complain. Yep, that you do. I do. Some might say it's the cornerstone of the show. It's part of it. It's most of it. Homie in the review said it. Yeah. Shout out to him. Do you want to talk about what month it is? The month of May? Yeah, I mean, it's May. What, what was that like? Uh, what, the fifth month? Yeah, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Shout out to them. Don't want to dive into that topic? I, I don't know enough about it. You don't want to talk about your headspace and it's okay not to be okay? Yeah. No, I mean, That's why, it? why are you what I'm are you doing I'm not baiting right you in anything. Well, I'm what just, are you doing? I didn't <laughs> say baiting. You say, you're the one who said baiting. <laughs> hey, if anybody needs to talk, you know, just hit it's me up. Like, it's like the episode of Workaholics where he's like, why, why are you waiting? He's like, I'm, I'm not nervous right now. <laughs> no one said you were nervous. <laughs> I don't know. There's just a huge push these days for mental health awareness. I don't know if you had any uh, thoughts about it. I don't, like I said, I don't know enough about it. I've never you really don't know enough experience. about your mental health. Pretty chilling right now. Yeah, just you're vibing? Same old, same old for me. All right, well. I'm in a routine these days. Get up in the morning, go work out, or go to the shop, come home, work out, maybe do a podcast, go to sleep. For all the people that are struggling with it, reach out. If you need help, get help. Yeah. But yeah, the other thing about May, too, is the (laughs) Indy 500. Yeah. Seen Jimmy's running pretty decent, huh? James? He was top of the board for a little bit in practice. I wonder if he got the golden plate. I don't know. What's that? I don't know. Golden plate? Oh, like the restrictor plate? Yeah. Do they have? They don't have tapered spacers in Indy, do they? No, I think they go wide ass open. That's sick. You see that uh, tinted windshield? That was clean, dude. That thing looked crazy. That dude's a weapon, but that yeah. looked clean. Yeah, no, that looked really cool. Like, I was like, I'll be honest, I haven't really been a huge fan of the aero screen aesthetic. But, but when it's tinted like apart. that, like yeah, with it tinted like that, that looks kind of cool. I mean, I I agree with the aero screen. I think it's very safe, but doesn't look as cool as like mid nineties cart did, but. Well, we're never going back, so no. deal with it. Well, they are going to get more similar. I'm hearing, I'm hearing they're giving them more horsepower. That'd be legit. They used to have like a thousand, and I think they're going to be like nine hundred. I mean, they're close right now, aren't they? At about seven fifty, eight hundred. No, I feel like they're closer to six fifty to seven hundred. Do you just think a thousand horsepower at Indy? I, they, you're they gonna be. Have, you're they gonna would have be, to give them a tapered spacer for there. You're gonna be going two forty, two fifty. They already are. They're not going two forty. Yes, they are. They're going about, yeah. yeah. Didn't Marco Andretti, or not, yeah, Marco, what's the young one? Marco. He set the pole Polo. last year at uh He didn't, he was definitely not on the pole last year. Yes, I, he did. I don't think so. Look it up right now. Look it up right now. I'm pretty sure his average for the four laps was 240 miles an hour. They said that the start-finish line speed trap, uh, someone was going like 243 yesterday. That's awesome. Just look up. Oh, the pole position for the 2021 Indy 500 was Scott Dixon at 231. Who qualified on he? One of the Andretti's qualified on the pole. Look up pole winners over the past few years. I'm oh, about to do it. Why are we going to do this? Because I'm trying to prove a point. You're trying to say I'm wrong, saying I'm an idiot. I'm not. Uh, you said that, not me. Indy 500 pole winners. So this is what the podcast is going to be for the next couple minutes. Well, you could talk if you want to, but you can make it as bad as you want. 
You're an idiot. Say something. This is stupid. All right. Indian 500 pole sitters. Oh, my gosh. Why is it starting at 1911? Why wouldn't it start in 2000? Whatever. But Marco Andretti, 2020. Yeah, it wasn't 2021. Oh, my gosh. I don't care. Oh, my gosh. The average speed was 231 for four laps. So they're definitely going 240 miles an hour. I don't know what you were trying to prove there. but You I said I was wrong. You said I was wrong. You said that they're not going 240 right now. Well, they definitely are. I don't. So they'd be I think going 260. In the, in the draft, they are. Not not by themselves. Okay, whatever. I don't know that much past that, but I feel like you're just blowing smoke these days. Mm. You're just blowing smoke. Why, when don't I? I mean, that's true. It's when good marketing people do. We need to get cup cars going that fast. No. Why? Why not? Why do they need to go that fast? Well, I mean... Because it's kind of it's kind of sick. No, I mean that was like the whole point, right? Go as fast, be the fastest stock cars. I think if you increase the speed to over two hundred ten miles an hour, someone's gonna perish. Why the safety technology these yeah, days? Yeah, but those cars are so rigid. Fine, Xfinity series, just open them up, dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. When when guys are running ten, twelve, fifteen year old chassis in the Xfinity series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Good crumple zones. Yeah. I'm not scared. I will do it. Yeah. I I told Wayne uh, Auten the other week, like, like let's let's take the plates off these things in Atlanta and let's go see what happens. Chaos. You already awesome. have ten guys out there that shouldn't be out there. They won't. If they're going that fast, they'll take care of themselves, and they'll just go slow. Uh, imagine an Xfinity car will be screaming unrestricted at Atlanta. Screaming! Imagine blowing Awful. right front. <laughs> exactly, you're dead. No, you wouldn't die. The most you're going to go is like maybe two fifteen. Mm. I mean, let's say okay, you might break your leg. Whatever. Oh, okay, that's not bad. It's not as bad as dying. It's supposed to be a risky sport. Oh, so you want to go back to like late sixties, early seventies F one, where someone was dying pretty much like no, I didn't say. Did I say once that? or I twice? Said maybe a year. break a leg at one track, <clears throat> like. People didn't go to the col- – I've made this analogy many times. I don't know if I made it on here. People didn't go to the Roman Coliseum to see a guy fight a lion, and then they take the lion away when he starts getting close to dying. No. No, 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 no. They went to see what they went to see. What did they go see? Someone to die. They someone died. <laughs> That's what they went to see. Wow. That's what made it exciting. That's something. I don't I mean – am I wrong? Maybe they want to go see the sport. Am I wrong? It. I don't think so. Am I wrong, dude? I don't think so. <laughs> I, w- I want to say something, but it's... You're totally out of right. your element. No, I was going to say the other thing. Donnie, you're out of your element. Yeah, I got a question for you. Have we? I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but it has come up. What? How do you feel about PR people tweeting from a driver's account during the race? It's fine. You think it's fine? Why wouldn't it be fine? I, I mean, know. I think that's the best way to get updates on someone's favorite driver. A lot of people are like, oh, it's not the driver. Well, yeah, well, what do you want him to tweet from the race car? Kozlowski did. Under red? Yeah. How many, got- race, how many races do we have with red flags? Not all of them have a red flag. Uh, a lot of the truck races. Okay, well, those <laughs> kids would be firing off memes from the truck. Like, <laughs> what do you want? One of the Gray brothers was live streaming, driving down the back. He wasn't live streaming. That would have been sick, though. Imagine if he was Instagram live while making laps. Imagine By himself. Many, imagine how many viewers he would get, though. Six. No way. No way. Not a chance. They, he'd get way more than that. Twelve. 
I mean, that would be even sick, though, too. Just tape your phone to the seat during a race and go IG live the whole time. Your phone would die. Bring a uh, portable charger. Why not just GoPro? Well, then you're, but also at the same time, like, you you can't do that. That's against the TV rules. Making TV rules, rules make rules, everything rules, no rules. fun. I know. I wish we could have GoPros and stuff. Like, we. You can as, learn a lot from that. As kind of PR stuff. people, we're kind of handcuffed on race day. Um, NASCAR sends us sent us an email basically is like any video that you take at the racetrack within the broadcast window it has to be less than thirty seconds. Really, if it's facing the track, pit stops and stuff has to be less than thirty seconds. I wonder if those rules applied for the NASCAR Nation account whenever I was doing that because I feel like I might have been flirting with the number there. I think, but that's a NASCAR account. That's right? a NASCAR. So they're account. fine with that. But with team accounts and stuff, we basically can't go live during. Oh, I get that. Any like any time the broadcast window's open. So say for practice the day before, for like the the forty five minutes, like before practice and the ten thirty minutes after, and during practice we can't. We can take pictures and we can do short videos, but we can't go live. It sucks. I feel yeah. like we should definitely have in car cameras for everybody. Oh, are, and, okay. There so are no, no, no. For, in the Cup Series. Well, yeah, I guess there's the safety ones. But yeah, they should like try to broadcast those, or like have a place. Remember, didn't wasn't there an old HBO channel, or wasn't there like some kind of cable package Direct you TV. could buy that you could watch everybody? Not everybody. Or there you was, had like your list of. There was like, like ten drivers a week. Yeah, and you could watch. Junior them. had like Junior had one every week. Jimmy Johnson had one every week, uh, and then there was kind of like three or four that rotated. Mm. I remember doing. I I never had it because it was like two hundred and fifty bucks for the year. Kind of, it was like a preposterous number for, for me being, as like for being a kid. Yeah. For being a kid, you'd probably do it now though, right? If you were a fan, no, you wouldn't. No, imagine. But if you're like okay, you'll put yourself in the shoes of a diehard, uh, I don't know, Kyle Busch fan. You would definitely do that. Probably. Hear what kind of goofy shit he has to say? Yeah, that, that would be funny. I, I, like, if I am where, if I am now, back then, mm-hmm. I'd want Kurt Busch's, like, every week. From, like, 2005 to, like, 2015, I want to listen to that in car every single week. Yeah. There were some funny ones. RIP to his marriage, by the way. Jeez, dude. Why are you, like, bringing up bad things? I don't know. Maybe I'm in a negative headspace. You are. My goodness. Mental Congratulations to him for winning. I was pulling for him in that race. I really was. Mental Health Awareness Month. I really was pulling. Like, because I was like, man, he's going to win this race for sure. And then that caution happened. He dropped some spots on the restart, and he still got it done. I thought he was going to wear his tires out trying to drive underneath Larson because of the air. And I also, speaking on the air and things, people hate on that a lot. Like, oh, they can't pass. Or, like, he's using the air to block. Okay. That's, like, cool. That's, like, he's racing. Like That's he's, what you're supposed to do. Yeah, like, okay, like, if someone was blocking in their half a car with or car length in front of them, it's kind of the same thing. They're doing the same thing. They're just not as close to crashing as you might like them to be. I saw this video the other day. It was for the All-Star Race. And it was like, this is the best 10 laps on television. You can't change my mind. And they crashed, like, six times. Right. But then again, I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, if we're in the last 10 laps of a race and we crash six times, because they were, this was an all-star race, so they weren't counting caution laps. But if you crash six times and it took you, what, 30 minutes to finish 10 laps of a race, people on Twitter would be 
just talking crazy. They would hate it. I think we should go to time races. I liked how in Indy when it started raining and they had a bunch of stuff, they went to time. I heard that was a complete shit show. It looked it was awesome though. Did you see Colton Herta? I was at the save. I was at the racetrack. You didn't see any videos on Twitter or anything. No, I've really. never seen. An, I mean, he crashed, and he. Luckily, I saw him drifting around the corner. Yeah, like, luckily there was a corner there to kind of give him a runoff when he was crashing, and he saved it. But did you, did you ever see the video of his hands? Yeah, future F one driver. Yeah, I think so too. He's uh, really it's, good. It's, that stuff's crazy, man. It's two hundred fifty million dollars just to be considered. That's not even like your budget for the team. It's like your owner's license fee. <laughs> yeah, which is basically Michael Andretti, if he pays that money, is is uh, buying and uh, repurposing the land out in Vegas for a, a paddock. They should just call it the Andretti Garage. Yeah. Because that's $250, 290000000 million, which I think... That's going to be that much to do that? Yeah. What are they... What kind of, what kind of garage is this? Well, they're building garages and hospitality. Okay. But it's right off the strip. Are they going to have fake boats and fake water? No, but I, I heard that was a success. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. That was kind of weird. I, I thought, like, because I thought they were going to, like, make a lake right there. Did not mean to rhyme. Make a lake? Make a lake. But they didn't, and I was like, oh, that's kind of whack. They said yeah. boats on trailers with wood around them. But it's crazy because... The, the FIA president has basically said, like, we don't want to add any more teams. So what's that leave you with? You got to buy and do an already existing team. Yeah. Which none of them are for sale. Why don't they want to add any more teams? There's only like 20 cars, isn't there? Yeah, uh, yeah I think there's exactly 20. Didn't there? Used to, there used to be 22 because I remember playing like some F1 I mean, back, game when I was Back a kid. in like the 70s and 80s, there was like 30 cars. They were sending cars home every week. They were sending F1 cars They were home? sending F1 cars home. That's kind of cool. Because like the grid was supposed to be like well, why don't 32? they want to add cars? What's wrong with adding one more car? I, I, no, you have to add two. Like you so can't, you can't, you can't, you can't run a team? single car team. You have to, everyone runs two cars. So who else would who, who would their other driver be? I don't know, some money guy, the gentleman driver. Yeah, pretty much. No, I mean that's that's a lot of money to bring to a team to race. I, know. I, mean, I don't know how. I mean, I mean people bringing money to NASCAR teams to race is a lot. People bringing money to IMSA teams is a lot. But, I mean, people bringing money to an F1 team seems impossible. Well, a lot of them have financial backers and stakeholders. Well, yeah, but, like... Like, Carlos Slim is the main back of uh, Sergio Perez. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's astronomical money. Right, but Carlos Slim is one of the most rich people in the world. There's only so many of the. <laughs> there's only so many Jeff people... Jeff Bezos that, is going to get behind this project. <laughs> yeah, there's only so many of those people Elon in Elon Musk is getting behind the F1 project. He wouldn't do that unless it was a Tesla. He'll, he'll go to Formula E. Dude, the new Formula E car... Lame. ...is low-key ugly. Yeah. High-key ugly, actually. Yeah. The old... Ugly. The, the I guess, second-gen one, the one they used to run, was actually kind of cool. And I like their whole Mario Kart boost pad type uh, format they had there. I wonder how they do that. Like transponders, I guess. For what? For You ever watch the Formula E race? I know they used to get like these weird like fan votes for like... Extra power. Extra boost. <laughs> but there used to be uh, like zones on the racetrack. They were offline. Like power-up so, zones. Yeah, so like if you... Had to be transponder. If you like... So you're saying you're coming off the corner and you go wide like the normal line. But if you like really slow it down and then go through the power-up zone, you get like an extra 10 volts or something. 
Yeah, it was weird. For 30 seconds. Definitely weird. Kind of like Mario Kart, though. Yeah, it's too gimmicky. Everything's too gimmicky. Yeah. But then but then, if you take away all the gimmicks, what do you have? Speaking of gimmicks, the All-Star Race. Mm-hmm. Awful. Why are we still in Texas? I mean, I don't mind it being in Texas. I don't know where else I could put it. Someone made a good point. I didn't know SMI, like, own, like... They own the All-Star Race. They can put it at any track they want to, but they, they chose to keep it at Texas. Well, they can put it at any SMI track. Oh, that's what I meant. They they own, Okay. They own half the tracks in the series. But, I mean, where are they going to put it then? North Wilkesboro. See, that'd be kind of cool. Charlotte. Charlotte. Atlanta. It starts getting redundant, though. Like, I mean, because all the tracks are kind of the same. I mean, where they could do... So, what are the SMI tracks? Texas, Charlotte, Atlanta... New Hampshire, Bristol, Sonoma, Sonoma, Nashville, Nashville now. I think and Dover. I, I think it'll go to Nashville next year. Uh, that was in my schedule, and I think it'll happen. It's just a NASCAR, an, an All Star race in Nashville. Nashville's a location, even though you said it's forty minutes away. But whatever, people people still go there. Um. It's a location. I don't know the parking fiasco and the traffic fiasco. They'll get from that figured out. They have awful. that. They tracks have growing pains like that all the time. Um, I think it'll go to Nashville in the near future. For sure, actually. Oh, okay. You heard it here first. Yeah, my opinion. Mark it down, yeah. dude. Mark it, mark it, Nashville, dude. I don't know. Like Denny, I, this is the first time I kind of agree with what Denny Hamlin's saying. We have to get rid of the moniker of it. The race is for a million dollars. It's got to be for two million dollars. Like if we're adjusting for inflation, this race has got to be worth ten million dollars. That would be sick. People right? would be wrecking people for $10 exactly million. a million dollars these days in the NASCAR oh, world. That's nothing, dude. I mean, relatively Just drop speaking, in the bucket. I mean, but like the allure of it, because it's. Since no, that 86 true. or 87 when they started it, it's been a million-dollar purse. Yeah. you got to spice it up a little bit. Well, that's because to a regular person, a million dollars is a lot. Right. But relatively speaking, they don't get a million dollars. If it feels for, for 10 mil, that'd be insane. They're lucky to get like 250K at the end of the day. Why? The driver. Well, the driver. After yeah. all the well, fees I mean, and stuff. But I mean... Every yeah, but ten million like dollars, you're you're still clearing two and a half million dollars. If we're keeping the scale the same, if you put it up to ten. That is true. That would be kind of sick. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean Honestly, the the all star race should be like the old um prelude to the dream. With dirt late models? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, I mean that's, oh, that get we rid could, of the gimmicks, but we're gonna run we dirt could, we late could, models somewhere. We could check the box of racing on dirt and get rid of Bristol dirt. People hate Bristol dirt, and I don't know why. I literally don't know why. People I mean, hate it. For me, NASCAR, it was never about dirt, even though that's where it started. Oh yeah, it was never <laughs> about dirt, even though that's where it com- that's where it was that's conceived. Right. Yeah, but last it's literally NASCAR began on half dirt, half asphalt. That's where it started. Technically, it was sand. It wasn't dirt. Dirt isn't a type of... Or sand isn't a type of dirt? No. Mm. Sand is sand. Dirt is dirt. I don't know that you could say that. I feel like sand is a type of aggregate dirt, maybe? No. I don't know. Sand is particles of glass. Okay. Well, still, you 
you get the point. So you want to go? You want to go race on sand? Then that would make more sense to you. Yeah, let's th- let's throw it all the way back. All the way. Let's back. throw it all the way back to the beginning. We got to do half on the beach, and then half road. I remember there was a NASCAR game back in the day that had that. It was like a fantasy track or whatever. And if you went backwards on it on the asphalt side, it would completely clog the track if you had a wreck. It was awesome. Cool. I beat my buddy one time. So he was beating me. He, he was going to win the race. And it was like two to go. So I turned her around backwards, and I managed to catch him because he got caught in all the carnage, and I was able to sneak through. Fun little factoid for you. Very important information there. Yeah, that was awesome. But I don't. People I was hate totally paying attention. What I was really thinking about with the bristle dirt and why I kind of got mad about people talking about it. There's one guy on Twitter, and I think he really, he really, really thinks that NASCAR is going to listen to him. Nick Nick Bromberg. No, it's like a fan. Oh, just one guy. Yeah, one guy, and he really, really, really thinks because I always see the comments. He really thinks that he's gonna he's gonna talk him into going back to asphalt. I have something to tell you, or concrete. They're not doing it next year. They're not going back. I mean, they're not going to go back next year. I mean, if you if you saw the finish of the previous race, they're not going back to concrete next year, and they probably won't for a really long time. NASCAR's not. A company that goes back on decisions very often. They're very vengeful and spiteful in the sense of like, oh, you don't like it? That's tough. I don't think they're like that. I think that they make a decision and they stick to it. But uh, like I said, they're not going back anytime soon. So you might as well just try to enjoy it instead of just hating on it all the time. What This was its second year. It'll be a third year next year. I hated it because it was on Easter. See, now I think that's something they might change because I, I feel just like... Just do it Saturday night before Easter. Yeah, but then how's Xfinity going to race? Do it Friday night. And have what? Trucks? Thursday night. Trucks Thursday. I mean, yeah, that'd be the original trip. I mean, why not? Used to have. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely down. Or race the trucks during the day on Friday and Xfinity at night. No one cares about trucks. Viewership, yes, they do. The Viewership-wise. People do. I people watch, do. People do. I watch truck races. I enjoy them. Yeah, we're within the industry, and that's because we like racing. Okay, well, anybody who okay. watches NASCAR likes racing. I mean, not f- some people don't. That's an insane uh, thing to say. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just trying to ruffle your feathers. R- ruffle, <laughs> ruffle your feathers. They're ruffled, brother. Yeah, you're, tell you. you are spun out. Spun out, backed in the wall. Yeah. Who's on the car this week? Chasco Constructors, baby. Long time partners. Yeah. I thought it was construction. No, it's constructors. Oh, what do they construct? A lot of things. They helped build Coda. Wow. They did all the curbing there, and they actually liked it so much that they had them go to a bunch of other F1 tracks in the schedule and redo theirs. International? Yes. Wow. That's big time. No, they're a good group of people. They've been supporting me for a long time. Long time. I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard Chasco, I'm like, that's a pretty fire, fire uh, hot sauce. Chasco hot sauce. Chasco hot sauce. That's what I thought it was. Could be. It's not, but it's not. They should start a hot sauce uh, division. Yeah, the, I'll I'll eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> Chasco, if you're listening, if you want to start, you know, cracking some skulls in the in the hot sauce hot sauce biz. game, you just let me know. That might be my thing. You know, if we ever if I ever you know have a career in NASCAR, there's two things. Career I'll, in NASCAR or like a like a large. I'm making money in NASCAR. Like you are making money. money in NASCAR. I'm, I'm making 
of making racks in NASCAR. My two business ventures will be, number one, a Whataburger franchise in Mooresville. <laughs> that will happen. There is there is a Whataburger no, in No, no, no. I'm bringing the real Whataburger. That is a real Whataburger. The Texas Whataburger. Oh, okay. The orange and white. They're coming to Mooresville, probably a mile from my house, because I'll be non-keto by then. And fat. Yeah. And uh, be the next Ryan Newman. <laughs> and uh, the next one, hot sauce. Hot sauce is a very marketable, and you can be creative with marketing, I feel like, and uh, just become big off of that. The hot sauce doesn't even have to be good. It's like Frank's Red Hot. Frank's Red Hot is good, but they had excellent marketing plans. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I heard you. You heard me, but you're not listening. It's like white. It's like a movie. White man can't jump. You listen to you listening to Jimmy, but you're not hearing Jimmy. You ever seen that movie? I have. It's all right. It's a good movie. I like it's that movie. A good movie. Dude, there's been a. I've been seeing a bunch of. You ever seen the movie Mister and Mrs. Smith? Uh, once maybe. I've been wanting to watch it. I keep seeing clips on TikTok, and now that I've seen one and watched one all the way through, it's just piling them on me. Anything with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie is my entire For You page. <laughs> it's weird. I want to see the algorithm on that. I just like to see the algorithm in general on TikTok. How does it work? I don't know. It's crazy. Coming, yeah, coming from a social media, I'm not going to say I'm a guru, mm-hmm. but I am a social media. You have, you have a lot of experience in the field. Right. And I, lo- I look at all the background analytics data stuff. I'll post a video that I... Just posting, you know, I, I don't put a lot of thought into it on our team page. It'll blow up. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, like 500 likes, over a thousand likes, 500 comments and stuff. And then one that I put a lot of effort into. I think it looks really good. Like it's clean. It's good shots. It's got action. It's got what you want. A thousand views. Exactly. It it's doesn't so make sense. Strange. I don't understand how it works. Instagram's algorithm, I feel like it's even weird now. Instagram is definitely, especially in the reels portion. See, reels like was really popular, and then I posted a reel the other day, and it's fallen flat. It's not as good anymore. But it, what's weird? I said the other day, this was like a couple weeks ago. I posted a reel. I still get like random, like, like ten likes a day on it. Yeah. Well, well, that's pretty sorry. loud in the headphones. Okay, you didn't hear it. Yeah, I did. But no, it's it's. I don't understand. Like, like Instagram nowadays too. I'll get. Similar likes to what I had been getting, maybe a few more, but it's drawn out over three days now. Right. Whereas before it was instant. Whereas before, like it was all one day. Yeah. I would be like, okay, if I don't have 200 likes in this amount of time, like this post sucked. Yeah. And I was, I was watching, I found a video um, that was pretty interesting to to me, at least it's the, um, the fake it till you make it uh, auto influencers. Mm-hmm. who are getting thousands and thousands of views. So they'll post a video, right? They'll get 100,000 views, but they'll have like three comments. Really? It just it just doesn't make sense, right? Or they'll get like 10,000 or 15,000 views on YouTube and they'll post the same thing to Twitter and get 300 views. Do you think you could do, you think the technology's there now to do, like, you know how you could get fake followers pretty much? Oh, no. The technology is there to get fake, fake views. Everything. You spend, so say you put a video out there, you spend $300 on the back end of things. Mm-hmm. You can get 
100,000 fake views, 100,000 fake followers. Those followers will then comment on your stuff to make it look like the engagement is above. So basically, if you find an engagement rate above 10%, it's that's probably fake. No, that's good. Like 10%. So say you have 50,000 followers. And right? 5,000 engage on and your 5,000 engage on that post. That's, that's a win. Yeah, that's really good. I feel that's like that's really good. But these videos that, yeah, in this video that I watched, they were getting 100,000 views, mm-hmm. but the engagement rate was like 0.01. Yes, that's which be means, fake. but it was just a weird, it was interesting because, um, they were kind of going after the influencer market because these influencers are showing all these, oh, look, I got 5 million views last month, or I got, you know, 16 million likes on this. Pay me. Yeah. And then investors are like, oh, we need to invest in this person. So they're giving them a million dollars and they're basically defrauding someone out of a million dollars. Yeah, that's great. Like, when do you think the in- the influencer bubble pops? I think we've, we're getting pretty close because... I think so too. Influencers are now influencing other influencers. Yeah, like, it's, it's not even... Like, it's so weird. Like, I... I respect like true influencers like do stuff and really like have good content, but there's like, I feel like it's just, okay, there's another one on this one. Like, Oh, there's, there's this one little market that hasn't had an influencer yet. So I'm going to attack that. Right. And then next week there'll be like 10 of them. Right. And it's, I think, you know, influencers started to come around right around social media coming out like 2007, 2008. And I think we're about, I, I like, think we're about at the end. I feel like Facebook, like the inception of Facebook is where you saw influencers. Like MySpace didn't have influencers. No, I would say Instagram. Yeah, I guess Instagram was more. Instagram the, was definitely more the influencer market because you could Photoshop pictures, make them look better, all yeah. that stuff. Make it look like your life was the tits. Yeah. And it has a negative effect on people sometimes viewing that because then they get yeah. augmented self like sense of reality yeah, definitely and it's it's kind of crazy so it was just weird you know working within the motorsports industry trying to do social media stuff especially for the team that i work for it's just tough because some of these teams they can just post absolute dog shit content and they get a ton of views and i'm likes. looking at you team hendrick they their, don't even, their content's good they don't put any effort into their content well they don't have to they don't that's that's the point they don't have to, and, but they'll still get 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 likes on something. So, you know, I, I monitor not just my team stuff, but I monitor other team stuff. And I'm seeing what they're posting and stuff. And we're posting stuff that's better content wise, mm-hmm. but it's just because no one gives a shit. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's crazy. Like when you run, works. when you run behind 25th every week, mm-hmm. Those teams, you have to think of some way cool shit outside the box to become relevant. No, I mean, even I would, I would almost argue that teams like that, their hospitality stuff is very, they're very unique. Which teams? The ones 25 back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the ones, yeah, the ones that have to really work for it. Yeah. You definitely see that. I've seen that. I've seen a lot of interesting ways to get around that because the team's 25 back don't have the money to put their fan, their uh, guests up in a hospitality suite every week. 
Yeah. Those things are thirty grand a week. Yeah. It's expensive. And it's really expensive. Expensive sport. So we have it's an expensive sport, but that's a victim of its own creation. Yeah. Like I would like to get back to a series to where like you it'll never go there. Though. I know. It'll never go there. And like it's a perfect world, like a guy who races at South Boston every week could show up to Bristol and finish 15-20th in an Xfinity car. He probably could if he's in the right car. But a car he built himself. Yeah. You know. Well, he probably could if it wasn't so expensive. That's <laughs> to run good. You know, we need more independent we need more independence on everything. More independent bodybuilders, more independent body hangers. I don't say I wouldn't say that. More independent motor shops that are comparable to what are out there right now. That's it's impossible. I know. That's and why I think it's part, a pipe I think part of that is rules. You think we need to loosen the rule book? I think I don't know. It's it's such a it's a double edged sword because if you loosen up the rule book, the guys who are really really good will exploit every little thing they're loosening. What about up on. a what about a salary cap? I don't know. I mean, I don't know because I mean, if if people are good at what they do, they should be getting paid for it. No, I'm saying like a spending cap. Spending, not a so not a salary, not a salary cap. I meant I meant like a a spending cap. Like you can only spend X amount on stuff. I mean, that might not be a terrible idea. I, I feel like there's already kind of rules in place that are like that, like the wind tunnel rule, like how they changed it where you can only get like what is that 100? Yeah, not, but you're already seeing teams that they that utilize way. other teams to like Hendrick has the track attack program. Yeah. Uh, Penske just brought out a 2015 retired V8 supercar to go tr- test with. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't see that? No. They So they had a... When Penske was with uh, Dick Johnson Racing down mm-hmm. south, a.k.a. Australia, they sent over one of their Mustangs to be a show car, but it was completely f- functionable and everything. Functionable? Functionable. So, it, But it was... Pretty much like the next gen car before the next gen car it had a transaxle. Yeah, had the sequential gearbox and everything. So it was it was in Detroit for a while as as a show car, and then they they got it race ready. One of the Ford guys went and ran it over at Goodwood Festival Speed. Mm-hmm. So then after that, they just they took the wrap off of it, and now it's a test car. Mm-hmm. Logano and uh, Blaney were running it around at Watkins Glen last week. Oh, really? See, yeah. I feel like a lot of teams do that, kind of. Yeah. I saw an RCR Trans Am type of car. Yeah, they ran Coda last year. And it had. I looked inside, and it was a full, like, it was an Xfinity dash. Like, everything looked pretty yeah. familiar. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten to the point where even Alex LeBay, was that two years ago, ran a legitimate Xfinity car in an SCCA race on the road course at Daytona. Yep. And he got, I think the, he got a, he, got, he got it appealed. He got it. A, he appealed this fine or whatever and got away with it. But like, that's, that's the, what I'm saying. It's, oh, I just remembered something. So they just announced that Super Cup is running at North Wilkesboro. Super Cup is like, what are the rules for that? Do you have any idea on that? Could I go take an Xfinity car and race in Super Cup? Because that's the Gen Four Five Six series, right? I don't know what it is. I know they run old NASCAR vehicles, and I remember there was a Super Cup car 
uh, DJ Cop had one or it was going to be one. I think either he was going to race or just kind of go have fun with. And it was a it was an old Rick Ware Xfinity car. <laughs> and but I, I don't know like what's how new can it be? I mean, because right. the chassis we run are from like 2014 or 2015, 2016. Probably looking at like a 2008. May, no, because it was an Xfinity car. It was the new body style. Not a composite body 2012? Style. Yeah, like right, right when they went to the COT. And I wonder if they're capping Super Cup at CO, like COT. Uh, that's a good question. But like if they're like they're running North Wilkesboro. I know. Like, is that that new series or is I, it actually Super Cup? I don't know, but I don't there's know. a Grand National series. That's no, no, no. It, it was called it was called Super Cup. Well, the one that's going to Wilkesboro, I think, is called the Grand National series. Well, it said Super Cup on the picture, oh. but I know this new Grand National series is a lot of Gen Four stuff. Yeah, because I I've mean that's what you can get for cheap, right? You can get a roller for five grand. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and it's a run what you brung engine class. That's what I'm saying. Is this, is this like a... And they're running on American racers. I mean, could you just take an Xfinity car and go race? I mean, because technically the reason LeBay's deal got appealed is because it's a legal car in the series. There's nothing that says right, you can't go it was, race. It was a year or two old, and I'm going to put that in air quotes because it was a steel body car. Yeah, it was not a steel body car. Yeah. That's why I put it in air quotes. Unless, I mean, it might have been a steel body car, but it definitely had a composite decolet and... Spoiler waterfall, like that whole assembly, because you could yeah. tell a steel body car because it had the old spoiler that came down over the waterfall. Yeah. This one had the one that goes between the two. But we all know what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea. Why not do it? Plus, they're based out of Florida. Yeah, they're right there. Why wouldn't you go do that? I mean, in my opinion, I mean, you could build, in my opinion, Johnny Davis could sell me a car to go, that, have, to go have fun with. Definitely putting that in air quotes. Yeah, exactly. He could sell me a car for five bucks. One dollar. And I could go run it wherever I want to. I'm not a Xfinity owner. Like what is what what's what's the line? Is it just a judgment call? I think because it's a if, judgment call. But if it's not in black and white, how are you gonna make a rule about it? How you, are you gonna you, you would become the rule. But people have done it, I feel like, and they don't do anything about it. I think it just becomes how obvious are you being Right. Like, okay, well, let's say it's a composite body car, and you told some track, yeah, I'm going to come test an ARCA car, and you put an ARCA banner on it and a yellow spoiler. How are they going to know the difference? I don't think so. I know they tried that once. Yeah. David Gillen Racing tried that, and they actually got caught. But I feel like if it was under a different name, and you just didn't tell anybody, and you told the ambulance people, like, hey, don't take any pictures of us being here. You could go do it. I don't think you could. I think you could. I mean, how are they going to keep track? I mean, even the, earlier this year when um, Carruth was testing somewhere down in Florida, New Smyrna, New Smyrna, but that was allowed. That was allowed. But Tommy Joe was there and Caesar was there, and then everyone's like, "Oh my God, they're testing." Well, it's because one of them had a fire suit on, but it was because he was Caesar had his a late, late model, model or something. Yeah. Shout out to Stephen Parsons. He's making a start for them. This yeah, week. but I mean. Okay, just don't take pictures. Yeah, but, you know, someone's going to be like. No, not. I mean, the fine's big enough. If if someone told you, okay, no one can know about this test, you won't do it. But is the risk worth the reward? Like, what are you gaining out of going to test out North Wilkesboro? Like, you personally. A whole lot of fun. 
Okay, that's not. I, is I it fifty? This. Is it fifty to hundred thousand dollars worth of fun? No, it's not. But if let's say you go, because I think that's that, what's that's what's stopping people. If you, yeah, I guess. I don't know. There's really no tracks that are super. The only thing that I could think for like a guy like you personally would be like a road course. Yeah, I mean road. Yeah, road course testing and stuff would be good. Like. You go test at VIR, and then all of a sudden, VIR is now on the tr- on the schedule for next year. All right. I mean, you could just I mean testing any road course, you get better at it. Right. But go test it in a Porsche, or go test it in. But it's a, not the it's not the same. It's at not all. the same, but it's it's similar. See, I I think I don't know, or for like the dirt races, like if guys could go test their dirt trucks and dirt cup cars, I feel like if they could do that, they would be able to get those things so dialed in. That would be really, really cool. And there's comparable dirt tracks to Bristol Dirt or Knoxville or anywhere like that. Name one dirt track that's comparable to Bristol in the banking-wise. Tazewell, Tennessee. 33 degrees? They don't have 33 on Bristol Dirt, do they? Don't think they they do? I don't think they do. I mean, I'm just saying the racetrack itself is 33. It's not. But the dirt track isn't. The dirt track is 24. Four, I think, at most. And Tazewell has probably thirty. That's good for them. It's have you ever have you never heard of that place? I have not. Heard I've of that watched place. YouTube videos from there, and when the cars are going through the corner from like the guy filming on the stand, you could clearly read the roof numbers. But pretty legit. I mean, I think I don't know. I I think that you could go do stuff like that and. Maybe get away with it, but like I said, it's it's the risk worth the reward. It's not. I mean, even if you're going somewhere that you're really going to learn a lot for, let's say, a truck race, it pays like fifty grand to win. <laughs> right, and that's not even and that's, counting that's your, not counting your cost to get there. Yeah, and paying your team and paying the tire bill. And everything. Are you really watching Flower in the middle of a podcast? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, that's going to make it a lot better. Yeah, we're yeah we're getting towards the end, but like, are you serious right now? That is ridiculous. The race that Marshall time. I am pissed right now. You are not. Get I out am. of here. Get I out am. of here. You just don't take this thing seriously, and it's really annoying. <laughs> That's not funny, dude. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, how? you're just sitting here. You've gone on a 20-minute rant about how We've been talking. Testing. Okay, yeah. I guess I forgot what a podcast is. I, I guess I should remember that you're not supposed to talk during a podcast. Yeah. Let's just do... Three seconds of no, silence. Absolutely not. Especially now. I'm pissed right now. You don't even know. I am I am livid right now. It's my podcast too. I can do what I want. Yeah. Replace me. Okay. Call Pockets. All right. Get Pockets over here. It's now the Pockets Men of Genius podcast. Jeez, dude. I just can't believe that. I really can't. Uh, but this is the biggest uh money event they've had at Marshalltown ever. Okay, we well can wait 10 minutes to watch it. I'm going to watch it right now. I can still talk. Okay. What were we talking about just now? We were talking about the risk versus reward on testing. And you had to think a little bit right there. How, like, it, there's no there's no reward to spending 100 grand on a fine if you're only going to win. If you're only going to net $6,000 from a truck win. I think they should allow us to go test. Yeah, but then you're putting... A lot more stress back on your crew guys who already don't have enough time at home. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but. That, I mean, they probably get paid more if they had to go test. And Right. So now we're driving back up the costs of the sport. And then it drives 
the money that they can spend on R&D and stuff down, which makes it more accessible to someone else. When the purses stay the same. I guess. I don't know. I don't, the whole money thing in NASCAR. I don't, there, I don't know if there's a way to fix it. I there don't isn't. That's, yeah, that's it's, cool. We're a victim of our own creation. I think everybody when is at Nat, some point. Like when, when the tracks take 90% of the revenue from the TV deals, which is billions of dollars, and it's not reflected back on the team. Like there was a, there was a time in the sport where a mom-and-pop team could run off the purse money and be successful. Yeah. And I'm talking at the cup level. I'm talking at the Xfinity level and the truck level. Why? I don't know why we got away from that. Everything just got so expensive. Well, why did the TV money go away so much? Because the track siphoned off 90% of it. Why do they get so much? Because if they don't have a crowd show up, they're still good because they already got that money in the Yeah, bank. well, that's on them. Right. There's nobody to... Oh, says the guy who gets phone calls during the... You're wa- You're actively watching something. Uh, am I watching it? I'm staring at you okay, right now. Okay. Continue with what you were saying. I lost my train of thought. Exactly. Um, where was I? You're talking about the TV money. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't really know too much about that. The RTA and the, the owners really need to step in and be like this. It's never going to happen. But it's like even if you dialed it back to like. They got 70%. That's 20 extra percent to go. of a lot, 20% of a lot of money. 20% of like $4 billion is still a lot of money. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, see, I never really. But put. like Xfinity only gets. Like Xfinity and trucks get very little. Very shafted. Like so little. Like if, if the tracks get 90. And, and I don't know if that's the right number, but it's, it's really high. It's above 60%. For, for the sake of the argument here the tracks get 90 the cup teams get eight eight and then we both get one one no i think it's two and then one i think it's seven two and one that's probably yeah but still like what's it pay to win the opening race at daytona well so daytona is a completely different deal i i I just the best paying race of the year daytona probably the first year 1.2 to win yeah 1.2 million yeah hell no okay so five hundred thousand, probably for Xfinity. Yeah, I'm gonna say two hundred thousand at the very most. Okay, because I think the Xfinity or the Cup race is about two and a half mil. You yeah. have an ungodly amount of taps open. I'll, I'll tell you right now what it pays. So the truck race has to pay what seventy five grand, and what's a new roller cost these days? Like Speedway truck. Shoot, I don't even know. With a brand new Elmore. Uh, with a, with a brand new brand new Elmore is fifty thousand dollars, right? So you're and paying then, you're 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 spending one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to win seventy five, and you're praying that you don't have to put a new body on the truck. Yeah, because uh, especially damage. putting a body on a. Uh, I mean, that's why Arca. I'm sorry sp- to win the opening Arca race. Super day- Speedway Racing is atrocious. The opening race at Daytona pays $154,000. Right. To win. That's wow. awesome. But then if you go to Auto Club, it pays 63000 And that's the second tier of NASCAR. Like, that's tier two. This dirt race you're watching on Flow probably pays you more know what this one? You want to know what the winner gets tonight? $100,000. $20,022. I mean, that's still good. 
It's a lot for a dirt late model, but I mean, guys yeah. spend money in dirt late models too. Right. The, all these cars were all, well, all the touring guys, all their cars are 125. You want to hear what the truck race pays? Each. 125 grand. To win? Sure. At Daytona? Which yeah. is the, day, the, the one at Daytona always pays the most. Right. That's why there's so many cars show up. Trucks. Whatever. Daytona pays $51,000. $51,000. So you're not even, you're barely offsetting the cost of a new Ilmore. Right. And Vegas pays. I'm going to guess 32. 37. But Vegas pays good. That's why everyone goes out there. Yeah. For the atmosphere. But it's crazy. And I don't, I don't think they have, they don't have that's to why it's such. That's why it's now such a sponsorship driven venture. Yeah, and I think because you have to offset your cost. Because clearly, think, if you're just if the winner gets thirty seven thousand dollars, what do you think fifteenth place pays? Twelve, fifteen. I don't know. I can tell you that the uh fifteenth place fourteen thousand and thirty six pays seven thousand. Seven grand or in last place. Yeah. That's why we have pay drivers. Yeah, and I mean honestly, I think. Here's, we've been talking and I've been, the gears have been turning. But are, you, are you what, done being upset? No, I mean, I'm just. Because I, I haven't looked at it since. Okay. You're really messing me up right now. Okay. But I think with, with less people paying to drive, if the race is paid more, where it, it made more sense to put a good driver in the vehicle, your, your racing product, we'll what go you up. watch on TV, would go up tremendously. So much. And then it's worth it. But if you have a bunch of people that don't need to be out there, out there, and they're riding around and they're scared to race and they're um, not doing stuff right, like... No, but then you see in the truck series, a lot of guys get into a bunch of incidents and cause cautions, which... Well, cautions the, is not good racing. For you, the driver, or someone within well, the industry... A, a stupid yes, caution is not good racing. But, like, to the... To the average fan who's just flipping through channels and they see some guy, you know, right rear someone head on to the wall, that's what they're looking for. No, nah, yeah, I get that too. I mean, even when I was a little kid, I watched races for crashes. Like, there's a reason why the YouTube compilation videos do very well. Yeah. I watch them all the time. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, guess I think if you had guys out there that were all really good and were confident in what they were doing and raced really hard... Like, That's the Cup Series. But I think it gets to the point where people are so scared to crash, too. Right. Because they don't want to They don't want to cost. Yeah. The, the motivation goes for, and I think you see this in the Cup Series, 25 back, right? Yeah. The motivation is not to succeed. Your motivation is not to fail, which is not a way you should be living life. Yeah. And you have a worse product because of it. Right. That, do, that goes back to my, like, Psych days in college. Yeah. You know. If you Crazy. Set, yeah, if you want to set yourself up but for success, try to succeed. I don't know, but I mean, try not what if what if they have to have that much money, of the, the TV money, to survive? I mean. Then we need to start trimming the fat. Probably. We don't need to go. Well, you, you can't. You can't. It's a bit, dude, thinking about the NASCAR industry is such. It's an anomaly. Yeah, it's such a, it's a it's an anomaly crazy wrapped in a conundrum wrapped in a paradox. Okay, well you can't do this because of this, and because if you do this, then this will happen, and this and this. It's like a, a Ruth 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 Goldberg machine. A rube. 
Rube Goldberg. Rube I, I, Goldberg. I didn't know what it was. You kind of just shot in the dark and hoped it was close. That's right. Throw something on the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah, it's poop. Yeah, but I mean, it. I don't know. It's a crazy. It's a crazy industry, and I don't know if other industries are like that too. I mean, baseball has like those lockouts or whatever. So what? You're you're a baseball guy. What is that about? Is that like the same thing? People just don't. Uh, I was kind of more around the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, fair rights for players, minor league players, minor league players. Because do you know what a single A player makes in, in a foot like in a baseball season? No, they're probably gonna be an Uber Eats driver too. Though. Yeah, they legitimately do. It's like fifteen grand for the whole year, fifteen twenty twenty grand tops maybe. What's the point of playing? To get that contract, to get that big contract up at up at the major league level. But what if you, that never comes? You don't make comfortable money until you go to AAA, which I have a friend who's in AAA who has grinded. I'm talking he's played overseas. He's played independent league baseball, and he's finally made it. He's older than I am, and he's mm-hmm. finally made it to the, to AAA. This is the first time he said he's felt comfortable. Really? Like, these minor league players are like five or six dudes to a two-bedroom uh, apartment. So they're just college living for a long time. College living, but, you, like... But having to work super hard, But, too. like, you're... So it's a weird thing because you're trying to build your body and you're trying to become a better player, but you, your budget's Taco Bell every night. Yeah. Dollar menu. Stuff like that. Hmm. Well, at least we don't have to deal with that. Well, I mean, you don't know. Some teams do. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I thought about being an Uber East driver during the off season, just because. It's just good content. No, I mean it's just to. I mean, when you're in the off season, you're it's like it's like being a teacher. You're not making money during the summer, like right? You're not but making money during the off season. You. But I mean, I work in the, in the shop, shop, so that that's like that. But if I wasn't, but frankly, be being an Uber East driver, right? Other other NASCAR drivers don't work. During the off season. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I like working on cars. You saw my tweet the other day. Which one? The one of the interior of the car. Yeah, it looked nice. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? It was all right. It was real nice. I found that carbon tube in the back. I've seen it like a million times, but no one has ever touched it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, oh, we're building a new car. That's me, driver duct. So, like, are you going to start naming your cars? Or are they just going to keep having numbers? be numbers it's too hard to come up with names there's too many of them oh i got tons of names and coming up with names kind of seems corny sometimes yeah that's true i know a late model team that names all their chassis and it's like oh carl carl 37 (laughs) is doing really well at the racetrack this week he really knows how to take the turn the last time i named cars was when i was racing bandolero what was was probably 10 years old what was your car name i had some hilarious ones so just Throw one out. One there. of my my favorite car was Eugene, because we were talking about naming the cars and we we're driving through like Eugene, Alabama or something. We're like, okay, that's that's a funny name. And then I had Mater, and then I crashed Mater at the fifth mile at Texas and uh, killed the chassis. And then we built Mater two because we used all the parts off Mater. And then we had the black car. We just called it black car. And then I think that's it. But Eugene was a rocket ship, dude. That was the first one I ever got. Like we actually, Eugene came from. Um, it was Charlie Turner's car, daughter of Steve Turner, of Turner Motorsports. Yes, and that sucker when we got it was cheated up, shocking, cheated up big time. 
they uh yeah it was it was actually really it was a good car though we won a lot of races with old Eugene and then Mater then Mater two was the first like new chassis we bought and built it from from Mater one. You cheated it out. No, I didn't. We, we did not cheat. Gray area all day though. But uh, that car was really good, really really good. But yeah, never really named cars after that. We thought about naming them, but normally didn't have enough cars. Like Legends cars, I only had one car, so you didn't really need to name it. It was just the car. It was the Legends car. And then we had, once you get into late models and stuff, you just kind of refer to the cars as okay. That's the, the that's, that's that's the pro late. That's, that's the grill late. car or like the the Augie like the Grand American race cars. The proper name of the chassis, but the grill car or the Gark, and then uh, the left hander, and then we had a modified. So that was just a modified. Wow. BMF chassis. You know what's that stand for? Uh, better made fabrication. Ah, that's what we always told people or like someone who didn't know, but we know yeah. what it meant. Yeah. We knew what it was and it truly was. It was a good car. Actually, we used to call it captain because it was red, white, and blue. El Capitan. Mm. Sad day when I had to sell a little captain. One time I was, I just remember this because when we sold it, it had a gray door on it and the car was white, but it was because I was working at, at BMF and we we're, working on my car and I had to put a new door, a new side on it. And the uh, sheet metal has plastic on it. It had like blue tinted plastic over the top. So I made the whole thing thinking it was white. And then I put it on the car and peeled the plastic off and it was gray. Still good, even with the gray side on it though. What'd you do? Just put a piece of uh, white vinyl on it? No, we ran it gray. Hell yeah. It was a gray right side. Nice. (laughs) It was a really light gray though. It was like a matte gray, which kind of made it worse because the rest of the car was gloss white. Yeah. But with the stickers on it, you couldn't really tell that much. But you knew. But Oh, yeah, you knew. Yeah. The picture, we have it when we uh, dropped it off. It was on a flatbed trailer. You could see it's definitely a gray side. I miss the modified days, man. What uh, What are your expectations for the weekend? Like, what do you want? What do you, what uh, do you qualify on the pole, win the race. Cool. Lead every lap. Nice. Lap the field. Cool. I don't know. I mean, have a good time. That's what I mean, it's all about, really. You know, do you put any pressure on yourself because you're right at that threshold of the money? A little bit, yeah. Like, do you think, like, first and foremost, like, if I was in your position, I'd want to beat my teammate every week. Does that go through your head? Not really. But, uh, no, I mean, you more just want to do as good as you can. I mean, you just want to be the best. You, you want to race the best you can every week. I mean, me personally, I would be like, I like this guy, but, you know, when the pay window comes open. I mean, I just, like I said, I want to be, I mean, I want to beat everybody out there every week. I mean, that's, you want to beat every car yeah, you but, can. You know, unfortunately, you have to be. You really don't put any emphasis on, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll beat him, but I'm not going to beat this guy. That's not really going well, I don't think that's how it works. You just want to be as good as you can every week. You going to run the high line in Texas or are you going to be? Oh, yeah, I'm ripping the fence one and two. Not really, no. no. I'll, I mean, you'll you'll run the PJ. So actually, I found this out today. Are they putting PJ down? It's PJ one, not the VP resin from last year. So is it more stick or is it less? So it's more. Once it gets activated, it's more, but it's more treacherous when it's not activated. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I got you. Where the resin's always there. The resin's always there, but this it's not as much when yeah. it is there. I mean, it it has a little progression in it. It gets a little bit better. Do you rip the fence in three and four? 
Or you can run a half. One. No, I mean you run as low as you can in the resin usually. So it's we're gonna see a one lane racetrack. Two lanes. So bottom and then a lane and a half off the bottom. Yeah, I mean hopefully it keeps moving up. I don't know if it will. A three and four it has potential to keep moving up, but it's just hard. It's hard to be the first one out there to do it. First of all, where'd you draw for qualifying? I think we're going out fifteenth. So somewhere it could be maybe activated. But probably yeah, see, not. I don't. I don't know. See, because qualif- no one's going to run up you there. You never really run PJ one. You never really go to the PJ one in qualifying, and you have enough stick and new tires that normally it's okay. But then again, it steps out and you're done. Exactly. That's the thing about Texas, dude. If you put one tire in the wrong place, it's over. You're out of there. But especially turn one. Turn one's so flat, and the entry is very finicky. Are you going to have a lot of fans in the stands? Hopefully have some fans in the stands. That's I mean, nice. there's a little, always Chasco always has a big camp out there. Yeah, on the Habana Brisa pit box. Yeah, my uh, so actually one of my buddies from college, he actually got a camper and he's got a spot in the infield now. Shout out Kyle. Um, <laughs> he'll like that. He doesn't listen though, but I'll tell him that I shouted him out and hit an air horn for him. But yeah, should be good. I like Texas. I like racing in Texas. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's going to be interesting for me because I'll be at home because I don't have to go this weekend. So I'm going to get the full fan experience. Like I'm going to be, co- I'm going to be a race fan when I come back in here next week and, and give you my full opinion on it. Have you seen the qualifying format for the all-star race? It's confusing. It's match races. Who cares? That's cool. We've never done that before. I'm excited because that's no. after the extended they need race. To, they need to go full on um, short, like dirt track. Have you ever seen what they do for dirt track stuff when they do the race stuff? So two guys go. So say that's you got, what it is. So say you have is it? So you have like six guys. So say to start it's a, the it's, pole shuffle at the Chili Bowl. Yeah, is that what it is? Pretty much, we got to do it. So they get they line two cars up on pit road. Yeah, they have an air horn. That okay. Right there. I'm done. One of those goes off. I'm done. And then they do a pit stop, and then they go make their that's, laps. That's quite possibly one of the most preposterous things I've ever heard. Wow, that's cool. I like it. It's I was kind of bummed because it is it's after the Xfinity race, and my dad, actually, they just built one of those big stands in the infield so you can go up and watch. So I'll definitely be going over there, enjoying some beverages and watching that qualifying Are you race. staying all weekend? I'm staying, so I'm on the cup flight on Sunday. Oh, big time. <laughs> Are you on the plane that's right after the race? Yeah, 30 minutes after the race, I'm sure. 30 minutes after the race? Hopefully I can get on the open plane. <laughs> Shoot, I might try, actually. Now that no, I say it's going to be full. I don't know which one I'm on. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll, be, I'll probably be on the all-star, all-star plane. All-star. But I don't even know, but does anybody on champion run the all-star race? I'll be on the official plane, so. Yeah, you'll be on the official oh, plane. Because the open plane will be, f- I don't know, Corey might race his way in. But he'll be on the official plane. Like, I mean, I'm on the official plane. No, because then that plane will have to stay because it's all Spire. Then they'll all stay, I think, right? That'd be tough if I'm those other guys. See, that's that's one thing that people didn't really think through on the All-Star and the All-Star Open. I remember that actually last last year at the All-Star Race. I think I, or no, I didn't stay. Maybe I did. No, I didn't. Not for the All-Star Race. Yes, I did. I can't remember. I feel like I remember watching Larson win. I remember at the hotel being at, or at in, the airport, at Signature Airport, and watching it. And right? Watching it, but we didn't stay for the whole thing. 
Because it was a pilot snafu. They thought we were going to be a couple hours later, but we weren't. See, I don't remember. I do. I don't think I would have been there, though, because I didn't stay for many cup races then. I don't think you were back doing what you were doing then. No, I wasn't. Yeah, so no, it wasn't then. Well, good luck this weekend. Thanks, yeah. I'm going to be on the couch watching you. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy that match race and qualifying. I'm kind of Saturday night. It's like 8.30, so Mm -hmm. it'll be nighttime. I'll be asleep. 8.30? I'll be napping. What, do you got to get up early Sunday and mow the grass? Nope. I don't have to do anything. (laughs) You're just going to be big chilling all weekend. Those weekends go by so fast. Winnie and I are going to be on the couch all weekend. That's how this past weekend was for me because I always I always say okay I'm gonna get up at like eight, and then I'm out of bed at eleven. Then I'm getting out of bed at eleven o'clock. I'm like okay, well there yeah. goes half the day. Yep. But good luck this weekend. Thanks, appreciate it. Y'all make sure to leave us a like and review five stars. Is it this one? No, that's the old one. I don't oh. think we we don't have an we don't have a new closer. Oh, you want to sing it out for us? What are, what am I singing? I don't know, but that's it. From Wheelman of Genius, this has been Matt and Bailey on the yeah, Wheelman of Genius. I, I did that. Bailey. I did that backwards, but yeah. Matt and okay, Bailey. we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.